Drawn and Paneled is the comic book showcase podcast from Gen X Grown Up. Every Wednesday, we bring you news, reviews, interviews, insight, and commentary on the comic books we love from the golden age to the modern age. We love to hear from our podcast listeners, so write to us at podcast at drawnandpaneled.com. And if you enjoy what we do, please take a moment to support us by becoming one of our patrons at patreon.com slash genxgrownup. Welcome back, Drawn and Panel podcast listener, to this episode 16 of the Drawn and Panel podcast. With me, as always, today is Jason. Hey, everybody. And John is here. Hey, howdy. Today, we're going to cover a plethora of comic book media news. Then we're going to review a book about wizards and their bloodlines, one about a crazy subway monster, and Wolverine (laughs) joins the cast of Deadliest Catch. All that and more. But first... What is first? We are going to talk a little bit today about something that Jason and I are actually at. We are recording this from our trips on Megacon. Jason is here actually doing some work for CBCS. So he's not quite having the normal Megacon experience that those of us who get to enjoy it, right? (laughs) Right. (laughs) He's witnessing signatures and collecting payments and Mm -hmm. having all kind of fun, right, Jason? Yes. um, Talking to a lot of people, witnessing signatures and... And I have to do math, which is not my strongest <laughs> subject, but I've, I've done I've done pretty good so far. Yeah. And George, you sound a little bit different. So you're recording not from your usual location then. So you are at Megacon with your hotel room, right? I am. I am at Megacon. Okay. We're actually in our timeshare apartment. So uh-huh. oh, nice. there's probably an echo in here and I know uh, there's like some air conditioner noise and stuff, but we here at Gen X Grown Up and Drawn and Panel, no matter what situation we are in, we are going to bring you the content every Every single week. Even if George has to do it from his palatial estate, he's going to do it. Right. Yeah. You know, and when I find that palatial (laughs) estate, I'm moving in. That's for sure. (laughs) This year, Megacon, believe it or not, they moved to a different week and a different concourse. Normally, Megacon is over Memorial Day weekend. This year, it's a week earlier. Mm -hmm. Right. And normally, it's in the Western concourse. But now, they're in both the North and South concourses combined. So, they have grown even larger than expected. And they have a crazy amount of celebrity guests here. I saw Sean Astin was here. Mm -hmm. And I actually saw uh, Gen X grown-up co-host Mo was there in that line Mm -hmm. with his daughter, Rachel. Yeah, Sean Astin's selfie. He posted online. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, I saw it on Instagram. Yeah. I know. And he was so he was there with Rachel, our uh, our fearless intern here at Gen X. (laughs) (laughs) And there are just all kinds of people here. The whole cast of Back to the Future, pretty much. I mean, you got Michael J. Fox and Mm -hmm. Christopher Lloyd and all these people just, you know, nuts going here. And of course, every other booth has like Back to the Future posters and pens. Of course. Yeah. 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 I saw a lot of hoverboards today. Yeah. A lot of hoverboards (laughs) and a lot of photo op areas, too. Like there's a DeLorean with a hoverboard board off to the side of it that you can stand on and you know like it's pulling you through yeah pretty neat stuff um and there's, you know, of course, all the other stuff that you would expect to make on. It's just, it seems, Jason, to me, like it's a much larger venue than it was before. It, it definitely seems bigger. Uh, this is actually my second time at MegaCon, uh, the Orlando one that's always in the summer. I went, the last one I went to was about four years ago, right after they got bought out by Fan Expo. But yeah, this right. one is is huge. Um, it's a lot of people moving around. I did see John, one of our old friends, Joel Adams, is here this oh, year. Oh, awesome. Very cool. Yeah. And yeah. he's sitting ex- right next to his old, fr- you know, I guess you'd say his old convention mate, Buzz Adams, is right oh, next right. door to him. Right next door. Mm-hmm. So okay. 
Yep, got to see they, them. They always John, seem to be in the same spot wherever they go. I know, <laughs> yes. it's like they're married. Like anytime they go to a convention, <laughs> they just seem to stick those two guys together. But I did want to talk a little bit about one of our favorite people here on Drawn and Paneled that I actually ended up standing in next to him in a line going to a panel today. And that's Will B, our fearless listener oh, who yeah. writes into us all the time. We met that's him at right. Infinity Con. Yes. sure did. Yep. So he's here. Uh, his wife is camping, but he's here with some friends. And I was going into a panel on how to write for comic books, of all things. And he's standing right in front of me. And I walk up behind him and he turns around and he goes, George. And I looked at him and said, holy shit, Will B, how you doing, man? <laughs> It was a lot of fun to get to, you know, I got to sit and talk with him for a few minutes. Will, I know you're listening to the podcast. I really appreciate all the kind words. Will was gushing, John, and I mean literally gushing about how much Mm -hmm. he loves the new format, in particular, the new co-host, John, on the podcast. Well, I've always said that Will P. Will B. has just impeccable taste, so of course he would enjoy that. Yeah, absolutely. How how much are you paying him, John? Uh, It's undisclosed amount. Right. (laughs) I mean, we love our listeners here, and I know there's a lot more of you out there. Please write in to us. Tell us some of your suggestions, some of the things you like, don't like about the podcast, some things we can improve, because we're always tweaking this. It's brand new. We've only been doing this since October of last year. Mm-hmm. That's but right. We're having a blast, and we want to find that perfect synergy between what we do and what we provide for you guys in the final product. So, Will B, thank you again so much today for getting to meet you and talk to you a little bit more. And we will talk a lot about all the stuff happening in the comic book world right after this. A ticking bomb means trouble for Batman and Robin. Holy breaking and entering! It's Batgirl! Quick, Batgirl, untie us before it's too late. It's already too late. I've worked for you a long time and I'm paid less than Robin. Same job, same employer means equal pay for men and women. No time for jokes, Batgirl. It's no joke. It's the federal equal pay law. Holy act of Congress! If you're not getting equal pay, contact the Wage and Hour Division, U.S. Department of Labor. Hey there, Drawn and Paneled podcast listener. I want to take just a second to tell you about something you didn't know you were missing. I'm John, and along with Mo, hey everybody, and George, hey, how's it going, guys? We are Gen X Grown Up. Gen X Grown Up is a website, YouTube channel, and audio podcast by and for Generation Xers, kids of the late 70s and early 80s who may have grown older but have refused to grow up. Every week on our podcast, we cover media, games, tech, toys, comics, games, and pop culture of yesterday and today through the eyes of guys who grew up loving that stuff. And every other week, we do a backtrack where we pick a single nostalgic topic from our youth and dig in deep. You can find us anywhere you listen to your podcasts or find us right on our website at genxgrownup.com. If you're a Generation Xer or know someone who is, I hope you'll check out Gen X Grown Up. Your dinner cannot just be french fries. Basically, life sucks as a grown up. George, you were saying we're going to kick off the show talking about what's happening in the world of uh, comic books. And uh, I think I saw a trailer for something new and badass coming to uh, the CW, the C-dubs. Yeah, as they call absolutely. It. Right. The C-dubs, as they call it, because, you C-dubs. know, we're too old to be calling it the C-dubs. <laughs> That's right. I don't call it the C-dubs. I call it no, Charlie Whiskey. Charlie Whiskey. Charlie there you Whiskey. Go. Wow. No, there is a really cool new show. We saw a little preview of it in an earlier episode of the other CW superhero shows, and that's Arrow, Flash, um, 
Legends of Tomorrow and Supergirl, right? Mm -hmm. And right right around the time when they were doing the promotional work for what's going to become a new crossover event in the upcoming fall lineup, the Crisis on Infinite Earths. Now, I know Jason and I, we reviewed Crisis on Infinite Earths. John, you remember that podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, So we're going to, they're going to be doing that in these four shows and now this new fifth show, Batwoman, mm-hmm. played by Ruby Rose of all people. And she yep. is badass in that role. I got to see the trailer in a little 30 second sneak peek of episode one. So I shared the link out. What did you guys think? Uh, she definitely looks badass <laughs> and uh, very uh, looks like they're uh, playing with the Batman stuff. I don't keep keep up with the CW shows, but is Batman part of that universe? Well, he has not been featured so far in any of the shows, Mm -hmm. but this is obviously an alternate Earth. Right. And they referenced that in the crossovers that they did last or actually earlier this year in January. But I think that uh, this Ruby Rose, she's going to be on her Earth and she seems to be a cousin of Batman is the way that they're doing this. And in the trailer, it seemed like for whatever reason, like Bruce Wayne is gone. And uh, yeah. she just shows up and says, you know, modify the suit so it fits me in my boobs and I'm going to go out and fight You're crime. Right. And, yeah. and, 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 and she, she looked awesome until she got the costume on. And then I thought she looked kind of weird, like like her face. Mm-hmm. She's a very gorgeous woman. She's very like mm-hmm. square jawed and symmetrical. But then she got the cowl on and I thought she looked kind of weird. And they even kind of changed it a little bit as the trailer went on, because it was a really long trailer. It was like it two was. and a half minutes or something like mm-hmm. that. Yep. And as the trailer went on toward the end, she was like, it doesn't look right. And then the next scene is the flowing red hair mm-hmm. sticking out of the cowl, which right, is what right. we saw in the crossover event of the CW episodes earlier in January. Mm-hmm. But I really thought that looked great. Oddly enough, we all know now that the Arrow is going to be starting its final season next fall, the eighth season. Oh, is mm-hmm. it? So, I didn't know that. Yeah. Ooh, the, yeah. yeah. Oh, we do. Yeah, absolutely. So Arrow is going to be in its eighth and final season in the fall. I guess Batwoman is set to replace that because all indications are that the other three shows are going to continue as normal. So Arrow's leaving, Batwoman's coming on. Mm-hmm. They will have all five shows on for this upcoming fall lineup. Batwoman is going to be a part of that Crisis on Infinite Earth storyline, okay. which looks to be really interesting. Now, that's not the only cool trailer we got to see, though, right, Jason? Uh, no. Uh, ABC is going to be releasing a new television series based on a small independent title by Oni Press called Stumptown that stars one of my favorites, Kobe Smulders. Uh, most people know her from the Avengers films as Maria Hill. Uh, mm-hmm. She'll always yep. be Robin from How I Met Your Mother to me. But... <laughs> <laughs> Jace, you put the link to the trailer in there and I went and looked at it. I'm like, oh, this is interesting. What the hell does it got to do with a comic book show? And I, I had no idea. Yeah. I mean, the other than like the very last, like the last scene they go to the title card, it looked like mm-hmm. kind of a painted comic. It was kind right. of like a little like nudge, nudge if you kind of knew. But other than that, it just looked like some kind of, you know, snarky, not a, quite a cop detective kind mm-hmm. of show. And the, in fact, the first scene, like some guys in a car driving along and somebody's in the trunk and the right. take, take deck won't stop playing. And I'm like, this right. is... <laughs> this is an interesting looking thing. What the hell is this about? And why are we talking about the comic book show? I didn't know it was based on a on a book, though. Yes. Uh, the comic book series is written by Greg Rucka, who has done a bunch of stuff with Batman. So he's he's worked with DC, but he also likes to do crime dramas and he also writes novels. So um, I, I'm looking forward to it. Now, Jason, you brought up Batman and the Stumptown thing. Didn't I see there was like the recasting Batman because Affleck is leaving? Yeah, actually, I saw that on Twitter the other mm-hmm. day. Robert Pattinson and yes. Nicholas Holt are the two guys on the short list. The wow. Twilight Vampire. 
vampire could be Bruce yeah. Wayne. And the other guy who I know mostly, uh, everybody out there in the world knows him from X-Men. He plays the Beast the and Beast, the Professor. Yes. You're right? Oh, is that how but that is? I, I had no idea who yeah, that was. I knew Robert That's who Nicholas Holt is. I actually know him from a British like teen drama TV series called Skins that was probably out like 10, 15 years mm-hmm. ago, something like that, that he was on. And then, John, do you remember the zombie romantic comedy movie that was out a little while ago where this girl fell in love with a zombie and he kind of fell in love with her back? Uh, Warm Bodies? Yes. Yes, yes I do. Uh-huh. That's Nicholas Holt. Who, the, he's the warm body or the cold body? He's he's the zombie. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's the dead guy. All right. He's the dead guy. He was oh, also okay. in the most recent Mad Max movie is also. Oh, that's right. He was the yeah. guy that was chained to Max. So out of those two guys, now that we've kind of framed who they are, everybody knows Robert Pattinson. He's either, you know, the wolfy vampire or whatever guy, mm-hmm. or he's, you know, Harry Potter, you know, heartthrob guy. So, and we talked a lot about Nicholas Holt. I'm curious for you two guys, which one, if you only had to choose between these two, which one would you see playing Batman well? I actually like both actors but I'm going to have to go with option C as neither. <laughs> but Ooh, wow. <laughs> I mean, but it, they, they could be good. They could be good. I, I just I just don't visualize them. I can see Robert Pattinson being a, a better Bruce Wayne. Mm, okay. But as far as being Batman, I, I don't, maybe stranger things have happened. I, I got to disagree. You know, I, I think I could see Robert Pattinson doing it. I mean, remember when people were like, Michael Keaton can't be Batman. Right. And That's then he true. was, what the, I was the thinking, best damn yeah. Batman. And I, I mean, still think he's my favorite Batman. If you, if, you know, I, I think everybody's going to go, he's the Twilight, he's the Twilight guy. But I mean, I've seen him in other stuff and yes. he's fleshed out his acting mm-hmm. and more important than Batman, I can see him as Bruce Wayne. So yeah, yeah. I would go with Pattinson. I'm not going to disagree with you on that because I remember back in the day when everybody first heard that it was, you know, who Batman was going to be, it was going to be Michael Keaton. And everybody kept screaming the same thing on the internet web pages. Mr. Mom is going to play Batman. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. And turned out up until probably Christian Bale, he kicked every other actor's <laughs> ass in that role. I mean, Christian Bale did a great dark. He's night, just a damn actor and he was able to act the hell out of it. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I thought he did a great job. I think for my money, just because I I've known his career a little bit better. I kind of like Nicholas Holt. I think he could do a really good job with this. He's got an ability to play a really dark, sinister role. And we're all going in for five bucks, right? I got five, my five on Pattinson. You got your five on Holt. Yep. Jason's and five Jason's is on got his somebody five on else. Neither of none of the above. So he's probably kinda, playing the field. In Jason's direction. If any other human <laughs> being so. other than those two, he wins. <laughs> right. <laughs> if I get cast, Jason wins. <laughs> that you know, if you get cast, I think we all win, sir. Yeah, there's yeah. not a question about that. I'm back. <laughs> Jason, what about Netflix? Are they doing anything right now? They are. So Netflix had back in February a hit show, The Umbrella Academy, that was based off a Dark Horse Comics property. That was the uh, the Monkey Butler show, right? The Monkey Monkey Butler Butler. show. Yep. (laughs) I didn't watch it, but I saw the Monkey Butler. He looked cool. (laughs) He was cool. It was a good uh, good show. I, I enjoyed it. Okay. Uh, no, so they've signed a deal with Dark Horse for first look. So Netflix gets first dibs at wow. anything that Dark Horse is well, doing. Anything Dark the, Horse does. Anything Man, Dark that's Horse a does. big library right there. Dark Horse so, is one of the larger independent publishers. They are, and they've been around for a long time. So they've got a lot of stuff, and they're starting to put out some new interesting books. So, you know, yes, anything that are. comes off the stands, you know, on New Comic Book Wednesday has got potential to eventually be on your 
your TV screen. Oh, no. Wait, it's got to be new stuff or going to be back catalog stuff? No, they can do back catalog stuff too. But yes, it's, you Dark know, Horse the- has some shadow in the back catalog. Let's go, Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a fun series. Dark Horse has got a lot of great properties out there right now. A lot of good stuff, mm-hmm. current and old. I mean, I don't know how much Netflix had to pay for that, but whoo, boy. And I didn't I see too that on every single property that two of the head guys at Dark Horse are going to be exec producers on any shows that get created? Yeah, I, I believe so. Yeah. And the guy that created uh, Dark Horse, Mike Richardson, he, you know, he wrote uh, Time Cop and another film. So he's got some movie cred to him um, and some okay. experience. So <laughs> Time Cop is movie cred? Okay, I was going to say, not a, lot of, not a lot of movie cred with Time Cop there. I mean, you know, it's well, a I, movie, I never, so I never I saw it, but didn't, didn't people seem to like that Jean-Claude movie? I don't know. So It wasn't terrible, but it wasn't. I mean, yeah. I mean, it, technically, it was a movie. That's true. It gotcha. was a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie that was wasn't Bloodsport, so uh, well, hey, that now, kind of Blood frames Sport it for you sacred right there. stuff, man. I love Bloodsport. Bloodsport is great, but yes. everything since then, it's yeah. been, well, it's not Just Bloodsport. Just isn't Bloodsport. So. <laughs> Coming from the farthest reaches of the universe to challenge the worst villains on Earth are the most powerful heroes ever in the Battle of the Superpowers Collection. Impossible. The Hall of Justice under attack. Batman behind bars. New from Kenner's Superpowers Collection. Hall of Justice playset. Some assembly required. Vehicles and figures sold separately. Use the trap door, Batman! Now it's time to get to the meat of the show, the roundtable. First up, Wolverine, The Long Night, number one. Absolutely. I mean, this is a book that I wanted to talk about on the roundtable because, oddly enough, John, you mm-hmm. have been trying to get me more and more into podcasts, right? Mm-hmm. For years. That's something yes. that's, True. yeah, that's, <laughs> you know, since we started the Gen X Grown Up on George, what podcast do you listen to? I don't listen to any podcast. What are you talking about? <laughs> you kicking and screaming. Absolutely. <laughs> and here we are. But you know that the one genre of podcasts that I enjoy are the fictionalized podcasts. I, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yep. This comic book, Wolverine the Long Night Number One, was a podcast first, believe it or not, before wow. it was a comic book. Yeah, yeah. right? I'll be dead. Marvel how, produces fictional podcasts. You know? It was like maybe seven, eight episodes, something like that. Huh, I can't remember okay. exactly, but it was a few months ago, and I found it through one of those other fictional podcasts. You know, a commercial came up. You know, if you mm-hmm. like this, you'll probably like Wolverine the Long Night. And sure. you I listened to a little snippet of it and said, that does sound like something I like. So I subscribed and listened to them as they came out. Voice acting was outstanding on the series since it's produced by Marvel. You know, they had great sound effects and production quality and everything else. But then I saw on one of our lists and, you know, what's coming out this Wednesday in comic books, Wolverine the Long Night. And I went, what the hell? (laughs) So I started downloading these PDFs and sure enough, it's a comic book based on the podcast. So everything that happened in the podcast, you can now read in the comic book if you miss the podcast. And of course, you can go back and listen to the podcast and I Mm -hmm. encourage everyone out there to do so. It's a really good, well done podcast. But if you don't have time to do that, but you want to read the comic books, you're going to get the exact same story. As far as the podcast and the comic book, is it lined up pretty well with like the dialogue? Is it exactly the same or did they change a little bit for it to fit a comic book form or? Is it a book of record? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Is it a power record? Like Back in the 70s, it's you know, it's pretty close actually. I okay. believe you could take the audio and I believe you could flip through the book. And from what I remember of the podcast, it's almost verbatim. Okay, turn the page when Wolverine clanks right. his claws like this. <laughs> 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 so 
I'll give a brief synopsis of the book real quick just to catch the readers up because all I've done is talk about that. It's a wonderful podcast. Uh, the Wolverine, The Long Night. Essentially, Wolverine has gone to Alaska. At, you know, Wolverine, we know from many other stories in both right. the movies, the comic books and everything else. He's always traveling because he's unhappy, doesn't know who he is, doesn't mm-hmm. remember what he does, all this kind of stuff. And he ends up in these weird, crappy jobs that, you know, he just hates his life and hates himself. So he ends up in Burns, Alaska. He takes a job on a fishing vessel there. And the story starts with two agents interviewing this old guy from the little small town. And he's just talking about, yeah, there's a lot of ways to die here in Alaska. You can die from hypothermia. You can get thrown overboard. Or then there's people and murder. And you can die from murder, believe it or not. (laughs) So the whole story is everybody on that ship that Wolverine was a crew member on is found murdered and Mm -hmm. they are murdered in Wolverine style. Big slashes and gashes through their face bulkheads cut by some super strong metal that they're not sure what it is, but everybody knows what it is because it's Wolverine, you know, and it's adamantium. Right. Now, this is going to stun you, but I have never read a Wolverine comic book before in my life. Shocker! That does stun me. Wow. Isn't that shocker? <laughs> the only, only I really know about Wolverine is that, like, he heals fast, and he's got some mm-hmm. claws in his hands, mm-hmm. and yeah. he likes to sing and do musicals. Those are the things I really know about Wolverine. So, that's not Wolverine. That's the that's guy Hugh playing Jackman. Oh, I see. That last part. Oh. Yeah. So, that guy Although heals really fast? That's convenient. That's that good would for the be really funny. No, I'm pretty sure <laughs> no, he's the guy so, who likes to sing and dance. But reading this... So it it wasn't a Wolverine comic book. It it's was not a Wolverine comic a book. Really, really cool, like X Files, Mulder and Scully. Mm-hmm. It reminded yes. me there was a short lived series. It was a comedy. This wasn't a comedy. There was a short lived series in like 2017, maybe called Powerless. That was all about yes. the people uh, around the superheroes that right. aren't the superheroes. And this right. was. I loved that show. I hated that it died. And I loved everything about this book because it wasn't about the superhero. It was about real people dealing with like the aftermath of the superhero. And that's exactly the way that the podcast went. I keep going back to that. The first episode of the podcast, the Wolverine voice never comes on the air. Mm-hmm. And for my money, I would continue to read this series if we never saw a superhero ever. I, I just I, I just enjoyed the back and forth of these detectives or whatever the heck they are. I don't think S.H.I.E.L.D. Yes. or something. I don't know who they're, they're, are, they are maybe, but. They're an agency group right. that their whole thing is trying to track down Logan Wolverine. And they, they have some hidden surprises that you'll find out later as well hmm. for themselves. So yeah. you, you hit it right on the head about the X-Files, Dana Scully, Fox mm-hmm. Mulder kind yep. of a vibe. This absolutely has that with it. I really enjoyed the story a lot. I'm glad you brought this to us. I I like Wolverine's uh, I like Wolverine a lot, and I like his stories that he goes into a town or something, and trouble follows him. And I right. also like the way they kind of framed Alaska with uh, the people in Alaska really don't like anybody in the lower 48. They kept bringing that right. up. Like I don't I know mm-hmm. what y'all do in the lower 48, but this is Alaska, and I, I thought that was kind of <laughs> I, I don't know if people in Alaska are like that. But I, I thought that was kind of funny. And Wolverine is kind of out there. And we all know Wolverine. So we can read a lot in between the panels, right? Right. But the people themselves in that town have no clue who Wolverine is. The characters are completely oblivious to what he can do. Yeah. And so they're just like, well, it's a bear attack. That's all. And this was probably <laughs> some kind of drug thing on the ship that got them all killed. Right. There's always bears in boats. It happens all the time. Right. <laughs> 
So, George, you brought this to us. Have you read more than just this first one or you've listened to more of the podcast, I guess, at least? Yeah, I've finished the entire podcast and I've read the first three issues of Long Night. So there are I believe there's going to be five total in the series and they've released one through four so far. So my question is, does it continue to follow these kind of X-Filesy kind of guys doing the detective work or does it kind of turn to being a, a, a guy with the claws book? No, it never centers on Wolverine until he's introduced to them through the natural progression of the story. Okay. Good book, really good podcast. I can't recommend it enough. Jason, what about you? I believe your book was called Excellence and we read issue number one. Correct. It's from Image Comics and it sets up a really interesting world of um, wizards or magicians or magic users or whatever you want to call them. And they kind of have a tiered system. Uh, You've got your real powerful ones and then it kind of, you know, and they're all families and it kind of tears down to kind of what type of magic they can do. And it follows from childbirth, a a wizard that's born into a powerful family and his trials and tribulations with his over ambitious or just, you know, disappointed father uh, in trying to gain his magic ability. Uh, I think pretty much nails it. I'm not sure where it's going to go from here, but what did you guys think about it? I kind of read the first issue as Harlem Hogwarts. (laughs) (laughs) See, and I went a whole different way. I thought Star Wars Hogwarts. Hmm. Hmm. I mean, yeah, to yeah. Me, because to me, they had the class system and everything. And I focused on like in that one panel where they they gave the descriptions of the different class levels on that tower. And each one had a different color that right. their magic was. Mm-hmm. So it was purple up at the top. And mm-hmm. I thought kept thinking Sam Jackson, you know, with his purple uh, lightsaber, right. yeah. you know, and. I thought that it was really, thought it was a little corny. It's a story that we've seen before, you know, kid who is supposed to be good, but then develops late and then gets mad and angry at his dad and everything. (laughs) It was kind of melodramatic, but a little bit. It had some cool stuff in it. I'll I'll tell you my favorite part in it. I don't know if this has anything to do with anything, but there's this one point where he's going through this trial. Like he finally gets his, his cool magic. And, Mm -hmm. and I don't know what it was about this, but it pulled me, I don't want to say it pulled me out of the comic book, but it reminded me I was in a comic book and it used the mechanisms is there was a point where he can kind of like clone himself and make more of him. And as he's talking, his speech bubbles were cloned. And it was like, yeah. oh, crap, <laughs> it's not just in the art. Like the things he's saying are shadows of the speech bubbles. And it, it it reminded me of there was a book we talked about some time ago where they I was it was very cool the way they handled like American Sign Language in those speech bubbles. Right. And I right, thought the yes. way that they handled like him having clones of himself or shadows of himself and they actually used the mechanism of the comic book to illustrate it was mm-hmm. that kind of grabbed me. And went, oh, that's something I never seen before. It was pretty cool. It's an interesting series. It's one that I had targeted before you brought it up. So I was interested in it based on the original synopsis. I, I don't know if I'm going to keep reading it, though. This might be a one and done for me. So I have a weird question about this book for you guys. I mean, I'm no prude, but I felt that there was okay. an unnecessary. <laughs> I mean, I've been known to drop an F-bomb now and then. There yes, seemed like an unnecessary amount of profanity in the dialogue. And as I'm reading it panel for panel, it was just like, you know, it's like talking to his grandma and, you know, hey, grandma, what do you think about my haircut? It's like, I'd watch out, fuck you. I'm like, whoa, easy, grandma. <laughs> <laughs> and, I'm like, and, I'm, and it just, it was jarring. It's just so much. I mean, they was having this little moment, you know, and then there's, it's just a lot of stuff. There was even an N-bomb dropped. I'm like, whoa, you know, right. I didn't well, see that. Yeah. yeah. 
And like just, grandma wasn't Aunt B of Mayberry at no, all. No, I mean I love the characters. It just felt like it was like like a show got signed up by Cinemax, and they're like, "Hey, you got to have X amount of nudity and profanity." And they just kind of right, it, yeah. it felt like it was forced a bit to try to make it feel grittier. I didn't think about it. I didn't pick up on it when I first read it, but I don't disagree with you. And maybe they kind of forced that stuff in there because, and I'm not trying to be rude anything because we love independent comic books here at Toronto Panel, mm-hmm. but the story is a bit weak so far for me. This is not grabbing me like some of the other ones that we did. What was the one where the the girl, um, she gets grabbed by the agency and then like she's at the school and the- Amber Blake. Amber Blake. That one grabbed me right away. That's a great storyline. Issue number one, awesome. But excellence number one, I, I don't think it grabs me the way Amber Blake did. It's a weaker story. Yeah. yeah, it's a different thing. Well, one thing that I don't know if it's a weaker story or a stronger story or just batshit crazy is last stop on the red line issue number one, which okay, is who, our third who, book on, today on the roundtable. Whose round fault table. is this book? Who brought this book to the show? Okay, so <laughs> this is going to be a combination fault. I put this on the list because <laughs> I was trying to find another book that we could talk about on the roundtable, and this one grabbed my attention because of some of the weird visuals. But it turns out Jason just did a review of this book on GenXGrownUp.com recently. So I'm going to blame him also okay. as yeah. bringing it to the forefront of the Gen X Grown Up drawn and paneled universe. But I guess you'd have to mostly blame me. Okay. Well, you guys, there's plenty of blame to go around. I mean, when I started looking <laughs> at this, I, I'm like, ah, the art in this is awesome. And I'm really, really going to dig this. And then about three pages in, there's some kind of a slime monster explodes on a mm-hmm. subway and there's a giant vortex. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and, yeah, and then pretty much. I'm like, okay, I almost got a handle on this. And they start they keep introducing characters every other page. I'm like, who, who is this? Well, who is this? And who is, what is this crazy thing happening? And I just, it was too much going at me at the same time. So who wants to handle the synopsis on this one? <laughs> and go, Jason, go. I don't know that there is. I mean, how do you give a synopsis on this? I mean, I think it's about a schizophrenic guy who's homeless that's not necessarily taking his medicine and he sees bad people in completely exaggerated forms. Like he sees the subway monster crazy because at the time he's also living inside the victim's body through some kind of weird transference thing. Uh, sure. And then there's a, <laughs> that's, there's that's a as good a synopsis with a girl any. <laughs> that he, he protects the girl from some wild geese. Deep, so he goes yes. to her house and then the husband comes home and throws him out. Uh, is this a, I don't, maybe I'm just reading the book at this point. I don't know, but on a newsstand near you, pick it up. <laughs> <laughs> I reviewed this one because it was a dark horse book. It had a little bit of buzz on it because it came out right after they made that announcement with Netflix. So oh, I thought, God. Oh. Did you see this on Netflix? Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I, what I thought, the hell oh, did they well, do on that subway scene? I liked the cover of it, and I thought, okay, well, that's that's cool. Um, and then I learned you don't judge a book by its cover. Jason, are you the kind of guy that like picks which team is going to win by what color their jersey is? Is that, is that the kind of sports team fan you are? Yes. <laughs> it's all making sense yep. now. Okay. I mean, there were some nice little subtle things in there. Like, I'm going to talk a little bit about, there was that segment where they were talking with the therapist and they were in the little circle of mm-hmm. trust, you know, whatever. And the main, I think he's the main character, Yusuf or Yusuf or however yes. you pronounce his name. Yeah, Yusuf, yep. yeah. And he's sitting there and his friends, when he looks at them, they take on the characteristics of their personalities. Like, the guy that he calls Wolfie looks like a werewolf a little mm-hmm. bit in the face. Oh, is that what was happening? 
happening. See, I couldn't even, I, I didn't deduce so. that out of it. I got you. And I think it's because he's not on his schizophrenic medication because he talks about that in the scene. Like, mm. I know the medication helps me and I know I see bad things and it gets out of hand sometimes and I know I should take my medication, but I'm not. And then they go for pizza, apparently. Right. And I I mean, I'm not sure on this one. This is my middle one. Like, Wolverine the Long Night, definite continuation and read. Mm-hmm. Excellence, probably not. This one's kind of my middle of the road for this episode. I don't know. I'm intrigued enough that I'm going to look at least at issue number two. It had its moments. It was just, there was no connective tissue. It I just, for no. me, like, I, I couldn't pick up on just what was going on. And I'm like, all right, turn the page. Is this a new book? What's happening now? And it right. just, again, I think the art was great. You know, of these three, yes. this might be the number one or number two in terms of art. I like the style. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure. But the story for me, I, I couldn't follow. There was, it was too much chaos for a guy that doesn't live and breathe comic book. Yeah, I had a hard time connecting the story because, you know, you have people getting killed on a train and then the detective is investigating it and her her lieutenant says, you have to get a partner. And she's like, I don't want a partner. And then she's picking her kid up from school, talking to this homeless guy. And I'm thinking, oh, is this the new partner? But then it's like, no, he's some homeless right. guy. <laughs> I'm like, what? Like, what is happening here? And then um, somebody falls well, through a vortex and they're a vampire. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what the heck? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the whole, I mean, you're right, John, that they threw character after character after character. My only hope is that they find some focus in issue number two. Like issue number one was like, okay, we got to throw everything at the dartboard, see what sticks. And in issue number two, we're going to fine tune it. I hope that's what they are doing with this. They need to start killing characters to simplify, pare it down. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like I would love to see the husband of the detective get killed. I think that's an easy kill. Well, he was kind of a jerk. So yeah, (laughs) I mean, you know, it's simple kill and it, introduces some drama for the wife and the daughter, you know, and of course it would then possibly bring the homeless guy in who's had an interaction already with the family. Right. I, you know, if it did feel a little forced, uh, tell me one thing, that scene where she brings this homeless stranger into her house because he helped her daughter with some wild geese at one point, apparently. Oh, yeah. right. Totally normal. Yeah. And then she's just disrobing in front of him. Yeah. And she's married. And, yeah. And, and then he tells her to shut the door. None of that would have happened. Right. None, right. No, no. None of that sequence of events would happen that way. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> it just, it felt contrived, yeah. didn't it? Yep. Yeah. That, yeah. I had to go back and reread uh, a couple pages because I'm like, wait, what is going on here? And then went back and like, oh, okay. She just picked him up and she's tramping around in her underwear. Okay. That's still weird. But no, yeah, Jason, I, I, you, you thought you missed something. You didn't miss anything. That's exactly okay, what right. happened. Yeah. <laughs> and not only is she disrobing and trancing around in her underwear, she gives him some of her husband's clothes just because he's wet. Right. I'm yeah. like, what the, f- what kind of like, Playboy letter is this that's like, this is the weirdest segment in the so middle of So I was homeless like, and this young lady stopped by and I, <laughs> yeah. I mean just Dear some crazy penthouse stuff. letter. If nothing else I want to read issue number two just because I want to find out if this thing gets turned into a Netflix series because I want to see <laughs> that scene happen on Netflix and just see what happens with that but it's a crazy book we've had Wolverine up in Alaska we've got wizards on Wall Street trying to you know grow up the family ladder and chain and now you know creatures on subways that end up in detectives apartments while they're wet in clothes and I don't, oh wow i may have okay, to start yeah. recommending comic books if you guys this is what you're gonna keep bringing to the table i mean come on now i think you need to i think <laughs> yeah, you might John. need to save us a little bit bring us back to the comic book fold a little bit it is a world transformed where things are not what they seem it is the world of the transformers transformers or the 
Bowling meets the eyes. Autobots wage their battle to destroy the evil forces of the Decepticons. Transformers. Robots in disguise. Transformers. Bowling meets the eyes. The Transformers from Marvel Comics. If anything in this episode has piqued your interest, we put links in the show notes you can click on to find out more. Catch up on past shows and be alerted every week when a new one drops by subscribing to us wherever you get your podcasts. Also, if you're enjoying what we do, help us keep the lights on by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash genxgrownup. And we love to hear from our podcast listeners, so please write to us at podcast at drawnandpanel.com. And that will wrap it up for this edition of the Drawn and Panel Podcast. It's over already. It's not. Before we get out of here, I got one question for you guys. Uh-oh. I want to know what your favorite scene was from either of these three comic books that we reviewed today. John, you're up first. I think the one I enjoyed the most was the Wolverine comic book. And the scene in it that I remember that was really cool uh, was I know I said I don't care about the superhero part of this, but the little story that the guy told about uh, how Wolverine, they didn't know he was Wolverine, the, the guy who they had hired saved the guy and the way they saved him was he leapt in the water right. and chopped off his arm to free him from the rigging <laughs> and then threw him yep. back up on the deck and he was pissed off about his arm not glad that he right. was saved but I just thought the way that they told that from the perspective of the fisherman uh, I, I got a chuckle out of that very cool Jason what about you it would probably be the opening of Wolverine with the old crusty fisherman talking about how people get killed <laughs> And part of that was hoofed by a moose. Hoofed by a moose. That's <laughs> yeah. right. That was a good line. That's I'll a way give to you go. That, one. that was good. But that whole, just the way they, they did the panels with him talking, his facial expressions, I can actually see or hear that being a, you know, a good opening to a podcast. George, what was your favorite scene? I'm going to go cheap and sleazy and say the detective bringing the homeless guy into her home and then disrobing in front of him. I don't know why <laughs> that scene is just stuck in my brain at this point. Wow. That we wow. talk about it. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) One last thing I want to do. I want to ask for some help from you, the podcast listener. We find these books and we pick ones that we think are going to be interesting. And sometimes they turn out great. And sometimes they turn out like last stop on the red line. Right. (laughs) And we're kind of, you know, thrown for a loop a little bit. But we're kind of interested in what independent comic books you guys are reading out there. So send us your suggestions via email, podcast at drawnandpanel.com. We would love to review some of the books that you guys like out there. We can give you our takes on them. Maybe we can get lucky and we can bring the creators on for an interview segment in our hot seat. And I think it would be a lot of fun to do some suggested reviews on the roundtable. What do you guys think? Anybody other than you and Jason recommending books, I'm down for it. Absolutely. <laughs> no, I, I'm, I definitely look forward to what our listeners uh, suggest. It takes a little bit of uh, work off of us trying to pick a book, so... You know. Oh, so you just want the free slave labor. Just, That's yeah. the only reason you're in for this. Jason's looking to slack Man, off. Man, you guys are terrible. Yeah, we're not disagreeing with you. Well, there are some really great people in the drawn and paneled and Gen X grown up universe, and those are our patrons over uh, at patreon.com yes. slash Gen X grown up. 
John's favorite people in the world. Oh, yes. And that is you, Stubaka, Will, Jessica, Dana, T2, Thomas, Slowmo, Corey, Agile, Stian, and Marcus. You guys keep the lights on here at Drawn and Paneled and Gen X Grown Up. It's just a buck a month. It's just one more dollar. It's just That's a dollar. That's all it really yeah. is. Well, it just, it's just a dollar. It, it humbles me every time we read that list to know that these are people that believe enough in what we're doing to like like put their put their money where their mouth is and go, no, we like what you're doing. We support what you're doing. And I just, I, or they just want to see how we're going to get ourselves in trouble and probably get arrested. But we could do that without their dollars. That we we would get that yeah, done either way. Yeah, that's probably so. true. <laughs> We will be back in two weeks with another of our regular episodes, but next week with our back issue edition, where we like to take a single character comic book or miniseries and dig in deep. Jason, what are we going to be covering next week? We are going to revisit the classic X-Men tale, soon to be seen on a big screen near you, the Dark <laughs> yeah. Phoenix Saga. Mm-hmm. Very cool. That's going to be a lot of fun. Until then, gentlemen, thank you so much for joining me. Jason, always a pleasure to have you here. Oh, it was my pleasure as always. John, I'm so happy you're on the crew now. I'm sure you are as well you should be. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> and we will see you guys next time. See everybody later. Uh, bye-bye now. Gen X Grown Up is a member of the Evergreen Podcast family. Learn more at evergreenpodcasts.com. We're also an affiliate of the Geeks Worldwide Radio Network. You can check them out at the GWW.com. Well, hey, podcast listener. My name is Vince, and I'm the host of a show called The RR Show. It stands for Reddit Readings. We're going to sit down twice a week, and I'm going to bring you the most entertaining stories from all of the best subreddits that exist online. Things like malicious compliance, petty revenge, hey, lady, I don't work here. Oh, there's so much more. Lots of great stories and things you won't believe. Like the one time uh, this dude was caught in a bathroom with his friend, and he was slapping them because that was the only way that he could actually legitimately help them. A mall cop comes in with a taser. Oh, yeah, the rest is history. It's going to be fun. There is, uh, well, I don't know, I got like 20 seconds left, so I don't got much more time to tell you another story. But just join me on The RR Show. It's from Evergreen Podcast, produced in partnership with Wessler Media. So The RR Show, wherever you get podcasts, subscribe today. And uh, it's like an adult story time. Let's hang out together. The RR Show. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts.